DJ Event Planner will change the way you manage and run your business. Streamline all of your procedures and software into one easy-to-manage system. DJ Event Planner, the ultimate online planning tool. Tuesday Night Live chat with Brian S. Red and John Young. Good evening, and we are back for the second part of our 9 o'clock hour, 10 o'clock if you're on East Coast. If you're somewhere else, it's a different hour, and we really don't care where you're at because you're going to be watching our show for the next half hour and enjoying. Yeah. Yeah, that. that's it. That's it. So tonight, we are going to be talking about requests. And, and Brian, what kind of brought this one up is I ended up, I did two shows last week. I had a Friday and a Saturday show. And it was an experience in the whole request world. And one of the things we've talked about is, is and you've, I'm going to have you talk a little bit about this, is the idea of kind of creating that musical journey, soundtrack, what have you, at an event. And that's really become kind of a passion for you, as you've talked about it here in the last couple of years. Well, not only that, but it's just kind of seems to work best um, for my audience. Mm-hmm opposed to just kind of giving them what they expect. I like to give them something they weren't expecting, but they like. And, and uh, it seems to provoke that, that emotion or that response that gets you a little higher marks than, than the guy who just does exactly what you would expect them to do does, if that makes any sense. And that, that's that thought right there, talking about that creating and, and taking them unexpected surprises is what we're going to dig into tonight. Uh, on the Facebook feed, we have got a survey up for those of you who are on Facebook. If you could go out to uh, to that and let us know. there's uh, We want to find out which night of the week we're going to be doing some bigger things over the Christmas break time. And I want, or Christmas time as we typically do. And we want to know what night of the week would be the best for doing a larger a larger uh, uh, streamed event. So if you could go there and uh, click on the survey, that would be absolutely awesome. I'm actually sharing this video in a different area so that people can see it. So that's out on the Facebook thing. We'll be keeping track of those uh, during this show. And just so everybody knows, I always hear this for the first time, like live on the air. I have no idea what he's talking about. So, <laughs> and then and then I drag him along, and he's oh, involved. Oh, with... oh, I guess we're doing this. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's doing... go. It'll be great. It'll be fun. Trust me, it'll be lots of fun. <laughs> Let's do that. So, so the idea, what I was at these two events, we did one was a high school, one was a wedding. And it was one of the nights, as we know with high schools, the kids are, when there's a song that not everybody wants to dance to because there's that one song they all want to dance to, they're coming up with requests. And then Michael, my son Michael, was really kind of taking the lead as the DJ for the night. And he has gone out and put songs together and he's put sets together and he's put these this playlists together for different periods of the night he had one, a good 40 minute set to start the night and it was a good set i mean i've heard him doing it out here he's done a really nice job with that 
Yeah. But as, as he's getting these kids coming up and bothering him and, and, and wanting requests or, you know, the, what, what kind of music do you have? That kind of thing. It just really, I, I really don't know how much I like requests anymore. I used to absolutely love requests. And we, at one time, built ourselves as, you know, instant request type DJ. Right. And then I go to Saturday with the wedding. You've got a dance floor of people. And they're, I w- went to my 70s cocktail time and took them through that journey of the different 70s songs we've been talking about. I had older people, i.e. over 45, who were just, just enthralled and enjoying and singing along and, and chair dancing and, and really enjoying this time. And then we get towards the dance and I get people who are coming up there and tell me have all these songs that are going to get your, get the dance floor hopping. Yeah. And I just, yeah, you'll have that. And it's like, how does a person balance that out? You've taken them on this musical journey through that cocktail time. And these people are primed to do something. And now I've got, you know, a little, little, uh, you know, a cousin of the bride over here who's thinking that everybody's going to want to dance to the latest Pink song or the latest Kanye song. Yes, that was requested Saturday night. How does a person balance that? I mean, do you get to the point where you just are like no requests anymore? How, what, have you, what have you felt with that, Brian? Well, I was reading a post just the other day that uh, Jason Early put up, our friend over in the UK, and he was saying how he, he, he tends to complain a lot. I don't know if it's the Brit in him or it's just Jason, but he complains a lot. And last year he was complaining an awful lot about women of a certain age, he would say. And I think he was talking about probably 30 to 45 mm-hmm. who are out partying and having a good time and, and basically just, just treating the DJ like a jukebox. He didn't like that so much. He said this year he feels like the women of a certain age are behaving themselves, but then at 11 o'clock, the guys from the bar come up and want to take over the last hour with whatever they want. Right. In the meantime, he has things going on on the dance floor, and he was just saying how he was very unhappy about this. So I offered something that that goes way, way back, something that I did in my early 20s when I was doing nightclubs in Milwaukee downtown, I remember one night in particular, this guy came up and he was upset about the music I was playing. Sure. And he thought that I really should be playing whatever he wanted to hear. I don't remember if it was Metallica or if it was Beastie Boys or what it was. It was just something that wasn't what I was playing and wasn't, you know, what was getting people motivated that night. So, and he was very angry and he was just like, you know, in my face kind of thing. So I leaned over to him and I said, Hey, you know what? I, I like whatever that was too. I don't know what it was. Metallica. Let's mm-hmm. just say it was Metallica. You know what? I like Metallica too. So do me a favor, turn around and have a look at what's going on out there in the dance floor. He turns around and he looks, I said, what do you see? I see a bunch of people dancing to shitty music. I said, have another look. I said, let me tell you what I see when I look out there. I see a whole bunch of women out there dressed, shaking their asses, having a great time, smiling. And I see like two guys out there with them. 
Now, what those two guys have figured out that you haven't yet is that as long as those girls are shaking their asses, who gives a shit what I'm playing? <laughs> and he looked at me like I was Morpheus in the Matrix and had just, or the Oracle, and just given him this, you know, the key to life. He looked at me like, dude, thank you. And he went out on the dance floor, <laughs> never came back. <laughs> Those are the kind of things that uh, have worked for me. And, and there you are, I ladies know and gentlemen. There are situations where it's not going to work, but I don't know. Sometimes just honesty <laughs> is the best. Just, but, but you have to know how to package it mm -hmm. and present that honesty to some of these people. If you do it right and, and you don't do it in a belittling way, I, I, I think it could take you far. Yeah, that was that that was genius because you. Well, that's what it was. Yeah, I'm like, come around. on, dude. You know, call me macho, but you know, I could play No Sleep Till Brooklyn, so you and your boys can go out there and jump around together, or you could go out there where there's 60 women and two guys and have your pick because you got the balls to go out there. What will it be? Are you here alone tonight? I bet you are. Why don't you go out there and <laughs> go home with somebody, you know? Cool. Make don't be a, stupid. Make Dude, I, I knew this stuff. I, I, I had my epiphany in junior high school. I remember I was really into like Ingve Malmsteen and, and Accept and all this heavy, you know, European metal. And I went to my first school dance. Well, I didn't go, but I walked in the door. That's another story. I walked right out, but and it wasn't my choice. But I was I was escorted out. I got in trouble that day. Oops. But anyway, all of the cute girls were dancing to "Wake Me Up Before You Go Go." I'm like, you know what? Maybe that's what I should be listening to. <laughs> it's "Wake Me Up Before You Go Go" because the hot girls like it. Yeah. If the hot girls like it, maybe this is the way to go. Because they're not going to enjoy the stuff I'm listening to. Maybe I should at least know what they're listening to or, or, or check out what they're listening to. Um, and, and that changed my life. It, it did. You know, I was probably 13, 14 years old, and it was like, all right, yeah, it's time to make a change. You know, let's, uh, let's go to where the food is, you know. And, and, uh, but that's me. It, and, and I just was kind of trying to share this knowledge with those gentlemen that night. It did work. So, yeah, that was there. Ladies and gentlemen, that was worth the price of admission tonight. Some <laughs> knowledge from Brian on how to handle that one guy who's going to say that one guy who's, you know, come on. You, what does he really want? He doesn't know. He thinks he wants to jump around with his boys to his song, but you know, if he's there alone, you don't want to go home alone. Look, just, just look out there. I see it every week. I, I see it. These guys, a lot of these guys get it. They totally get it. They're not asking for anything because I got the girls out there. It's just like the bar business. I mean, you remember ladies night. I mean, I don't know if you could pull it off now. Well, unless you've been doing it for 40 years already, but the idea was to just get the girls in the door Yeah, and, and, and shoot drinks for them. So the best night for the guys to go out was ladies night. Cause all the ladies would be out mm -hmm. having, having 
two for ones or whatever. Exactly. Um, it, it, yeah. And their inhibitions <laughs> were going down with each two for one that they bought. And by the, you know, yeah, I remember we, we, at the holiday and we used to have a, a ladies night and that was a hugely popular night because there would be 40 guys in there for like the 20 gals that were there. Right. And the guys, were, the guys were paying full price and the gals were buying the two for ones. And mm-hmm. if you knew a young lady who was going to, who would buy you a two for one, but it didn't happen too as often. And so and then, it didn't work that way. And then the guys would be like, Oh, how about if I buy a drink for her? And the bartender's like, sure. It'll be $5 per beer, not $5 for two beers. I'll offer something else too. Uh, the, the title of this uh, evening, I believe is how to handle bad requests. I was working at a resort, uh, Club Evolved. I and mean, if you remember back in those days when I was doing that, I think I, I think I did it for five years. I was uh, managing the entertainment in, in the club there and until stuff happened in my life where I didn't want to do that anymore. But um, I remember the first meeting that my agent and I had with management. And something they, they said was... It's kind of odd to me at first. I really, I mean, I thought about it for a long time. They said, one thing we never want you to do is tell someone that they've made a bad request. Okay. I thought, okay, whatever, fine. What they meant was they don't want anyone to feel like they've done something wrong. Good point. They're there to enjoy themselves. They have an idea. And, and if you belittle them, then there could be negative feedback. This was a resort. They got scorecards on this stuff. Mm -hmm. So there were other ways to handle it. If something came through that was just inappropriate or whatever, you don't have it. You don't have it. You don't know it. Uh, You've been told that you can't play it Mm -hmm. or something. Anything other than putting the blame on them is, is, is kind of how they looked at it. And I I've taken that cue from when I'm at an event and somebody asks for something that just isn't going to work. I don't want to tell them it's a bad request or they're wrong or they're stupid for asking for it. Somehow I need to use some kind of psychology where I'm actually, um, I'm putting the blame on myself or something else. Mm-hmm. Well, can't you download it? No, I don't even have internet here. I'm so sorry. Well, can I plug my phone in my, ah, you know, I don't have the cabling for that. I'm so sorry. I don't have, I'm so sorry. I can't do that for you. Can I play you anything else? Is there something else I can do for you? I'm really sorry that I can't play you, I don't know, something terrible that you asked for that I don't want to play or that's going to screw up my dance floor. Um, so I don't know. It, it's just some thoughts mm-hmm. on, on that. Yeah, that, no, that's for, a really good a really good point. And I, I, when we used to teach, teach uh, multi-system, that was one of the things we never wanted to react in a negative way to a request because there's times where you're like, you want right. that? I mean, there's that temptation. Really? Do you, you know, do you know what's going on in my dance or being the, the, you know, snide way of what you did. Right. And, right. And it's just easy don't to do. Anybody. And then, you know, a lot of these people are intoxicated and, and you know, they're, they're, people get to the point where, where they're just hard to manage. Mm-hmm. And I understand that. I mean, you cannot reason with unreasonable people. Or it's very difficult to reason with unreasonable people. You can't reason with them. It's okay. They're unreasonable. But maybe there are some things that you can do to at least try and not make them feel bad mm-hmm. or, or disgruntled 
about you or the night if possible, you know, try. Yeah. Try keep just keeping that in mind, I think would go along uh, definitely a long way. Uh, they're talking about cables and such. So one, oh, that's one of, Dave. That's Dave. That's, that, oh, I don't even have a place to plug it in. I don't know anything about it. Sorry. I, I, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. You can't do that. It's not how the system's designed. Yeah. Well, do I don't know. I don't understand it. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah. I don't know. I, just don't leave me alone. I don't, I don't know. Take your phone and go to your car. Yeah, just I can't do it. For you. I'm really sorry. I can't do that. Just, just, yeah. Which, you know, is why I don't want to just be playing things off of YouTube or Spotify at events. A lot of people are really into this, but when you open that trick bag, you're all of a sudden open to anything. And when you're open to anything, then they can call you out on it. Sure. If you're already playing, you know, if you're already streaming music and you can get anything, you can play their, you know, awful song they want. It's going to kill your dance floor. And you have no idea if it's a clean version on Spotify or if it's going to be. Don't no. Yeah. I, I'm just saying, I mean, do what you got to do, but. This stuff does come with a, a trick bag of, of possible consequences that you can have in situations like this. So my Saturday... I avoid them being all-inclusive in my computer, so... Yeah, keeping it definitely apart. Uh, speaking of Spotify, Saturday, they wanted the wedding to end, or the dance to end at uh, 11 o'clock. And typically they go till 12, 12, 31, but they wanted me to start early and they didn't want to pay overtime to have me there because I was the most expensive thing at their wedding for the day. But what they did is, is when I was done, uh, a family member had one of those uh, Best Buy speakers that that you or not Best Buy, um, Sam's Club speakers that have the lights in, you know, the LED. Yeah. So yeah, the they, swap meet. They yeah. swap me ones, and they hooked they hooked their uh, iPhone up to it, and they had a Spotify playlist. And this is you know the, the old, oh yeah people do that for their weddings, and you, they put a playlist together and they let it go. Not one a song. What, excuse me, one song in the forty minutes that I was ripping down and talking to them and shaking hands and congratulations. One song was allowed to play the whole way through. Otherwise, they would the song that was picked on the playlist. Somebody would come up there and they're like, "Yeah, no, I want to change songs." It was really, really interesting to watch how, because I really haven't been around an event beyond you know when we're doing our own little things here where there's been a playlist at a quote wedding, and watching how the guests responded to that Spotify playlist and they were like going and trying to find things and they're clicking and doing this and doing that. It's like if there's, I should have, I should have actually been videotaping that mess because it was kind of a, a, a problem there with what they're doing because that was a great example of this is why you need to have a DJ who can, if nothing else can manage people's requests, the music they want to hear and be able to mix that in a semi-appropriate way. Instead yeah. of we listen to, um, we listened to a, a Tom Petty song, and then we went from Tom Petty to a, uh, a, a George, an old George Jones song. Then we were back to, uh, I think, the, uh, the uh, a newer one from uh, Drake was played, and, and we were all over the board. And not that that's a, a huge thing, but we were hearing snippets of these songs. Oh, God, this Drake song, I hate that. And the guy's up there, and there's a big click, and he's off to something else again. So Yeah, well, it's it's just kind of the way of the world now. I mean, everyone has this instant gratification. doesn't matter what it is. It could be a TV show. I mean, everybody has on demand now. Mm -hmm. uh, and for years, I mean, many, many, many years, people have had movies that they could buy or DVDs with 
man, with with iPads and iPods, it's as easy as you know, skip into the next track, and it's a custom playlist, and it's yours, and no one can hear it but you because you have earbuds in, so it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this instant gratification kind of culture we're living in now. So the concept of a DJ coming in and just kind of okay, this is what we're doing right now is foreign to people. Yeah, they don't understand it. And and the unfortunate bit, really, as far as I'm concerned, is when you aren't even willing to give something a chance, how are you going to possibly expand? You know, I mean, there are so many songs that, that I know back in the old days, I would I would hear on the radio, and you know how badly I would, you know, a skip button. Mm-hmm. Would have been the coolest thing in the world oh, that for is... radio when I was a kid. Yeah. Just a next. Nope. I don't want to hear Islands in the Stream by Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton. Can I please get to the next song? It might be something cool, but it this is not. I've been listening to um Sirius XM while I'm in the shop okay. working on this car. Mm-hmm. And I always put on yacht rock radio, which is just so relaxing to me. And I don't like every song that's played, but it's non-threatening soft rock. And anybody who walks into that shop can deal with it. Some even comment that they like it. Yeah. Yeah. Even they're into something else. They're like, Oh, well this is really cool. What station is this? Mm-hmm. But, but every time they play James Ingram and Michael McDonald's Yamo be there, I get a little angry. <laughs> Because I hate that song. It's a trigger. And I so badly want to skip to the next Rupert Holmes song or the next Steely Dan song or whatever the hell it is, the next Kenny Loggins song. Because I hate that song so much. I don't know why I hate it so much. Probably because I don't know what Yamo Be There means. I, I just hate it. I don't like it. So I, I get it. I, I understand how people, you know, when they don't like something, they want to move on. I, I, I'm, it's not that I'm not empathetic to it, but I'll sit through it. I'll sit through Yamo Be There because mm-hmm. I'm a grown man and I know, I know how stuff works, but I do get it. So I have empathy for these folks. So, you know, it's our jobs to make things just as interesting as possible. Um, one thing that I used to do at schools, I don't do a lot of schools. Very rarely do I do schools. I just don't like doing them. <laughs> but but when I would do schools, I would try to play the best stuff immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even give me a chance to warm up. Here's Drake. Here's Two Chains. Here's whatever the hell you want. Here's Here's Pink, and here's Cardi B, and here's all that shit right now. Before you can even ask for it, because I didn't want to rush at the boot. I wanted to play the songs that they were going to challenge me with before they could challenge me with them. And then once I played all the songs that they wanted to hear, all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm okay. Yeah. Well, he's all right. He played all the cool tracks. Yeah, he knows our music. Yeah, he, he gets it. So now I have this liberty no matter what I do, it has to be good. If he plays it, it has to be good because he gets it. 
So now I have the liberty to do weird stuff. And I do weird stuff. I'll play tracks that they may not even know, you know, but like if, if we're doing like some, some high energy techno stuff, I may throw on some techno from 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. They don't know it, but it's got the same groove. And if I'm playing it, it's already qualified. It's cool because I already proved myself. So I think proving yourself at, at these events really does help if you can. If you can get the songs out that you can anticipate they may like before they can even ask for them, they won't ask for things. They'll just decide that you're okay. That helps keep those requests away. Mm-hmm. Now, there are other people who have come up to me like, like this. They, they, they come up to me like this. Yeah, can yeah. I help you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I want to ask for something, but I don't know what yet. They're going through a list of songs on their phone. They don't even know what they want. They just want they 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 want to be able to to give input. And John, you know, maybe that's really what it is. People want to give input because they're so used to it. That's just part of the culture now. And if we somehow tell them they're wrong or no in the wrong way we, we, we could we could kind of screw things up a little bit yeah are sensitive folks yeah and definitely upset them turn a turn a person away and they go from being neutral to not a not a raving fan not neutral now they become this person who's going to be the anti you dj and they're going to tell yeah. them you suck or even worse as far as i'm concerned and this sounds stupid, but you make them feel bad, you know? Yeah. How long are they going to carry this around? Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't want to ruin anybody's night. Even if they're an asshole, I don't want to ruin their night. I want everybody to have a good time. Good, good point. Good point. I, I do. I, I don't want anyone to walk away feeling that they were shorted or that they were shunned or that they were uh, ridiculed. So it's tough. But but that's that's our job, you know? That's why we're better than an iPad and better than a Spotify playlist is because we should know how to handle this stuff. It gets harder and harder. It, it really does. But, but we should understand how to handle this stuff. And if we don't know, we, we should start educating ourselves. Mm-hmm. That we should. And that, that's sometimes by talking to other DJs, we can educate ourselves on how to handle things a little bit better. And yeah. there's the school of hard knocks where unfortunately you and I've learned a lot of these things. Well, you know, something else that I will throw out there, and I've, I've been just applying this to everything in my life lately, but I, I think so many DJs are so incredibly ego-driven that they don't want to admit that they don't know something or they don't understand something or that they're not booked or anything else. You know, honesty goes a long way. Mm-hmm. You know, not only do you not have to remember what you lied about, but if you need help with something, if you ask for it, you'll receive it. If you don't know how to handle a situation, ask. Now, you can ask this on social media, and you're going to get a lot of bad advice. <laughs> yes, you I, will. But, but you got to weed through it and, and, and look for the nugget, and, and you might find it. So you know, don't be shy about saying, hey, look, I'm having a hard time with requests. I'm having a hard time with guess acting this way or that way you know help me help me because i don't know what to do even if you've been doing this forever even if you're a guru who wrote a book 
I don't care who you are. If you need help with this or anything else, be honest, admit you need the help and reach out and ask for it. Oh, for sure. It sounds so stupid, but you know how many people don't? Because that ego gets in the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I have a friend, okay? I have this friend who, um, who told me at the beginning of summer, they said, I'm going to tell you something in confidence that, that no one knows. So well, what's up? He says, well, it's Saturday afternoon, and I'm in my truck, and I'm driving down the road, and I got a full load of gear in the back of my truck. And I don't have a gig, but my wife doesn't know that. Oh so I'm just going for a ride and I'll just come home at 11 o'clock and she won't know any different. So why are you doing that? Well, it's slow right now. I just don't want to worry my wife. Mm-hmm. Dude, if it's slow, why aren't you reaching out to every DJ in town saying, hey, I need help right now. I don't have bookings. And anything you have, I, you know, like, like I did this summer. Yeah, I did it, you and know, successfully. Yep. I was going to, uh, I wanted to transition to uh, hit your article for this month where you talked about that. Yeah. I think I, I hope I did okay with that article. Yeah, no, it was great. It was a, it was a good, a good article. And I think that was uh, for those, for those of us who are getting, getting to that point where we're not doing it as much and we're not getting the referrals and things that uh, it, it is one of those things that we have to get the word out spread spread that word a little bit and you know it's there's nothing wrong with that as you mentioned in the article taking uh taking a little bit of the ego out of the situation and you have to you have to and if you guys want to check that out you can go to uh, distjockeynews.com slash paper just distjockeynews.com slash paper and that will take you to the uh, current e-edition where you can see uh brian's articles on page five or six i think something like that yeah, was it page three is where the, the, the naughty girl pictures are in one of the UK. exactly yes yes it's not on page three page three boys page yeah. three is something else that's <laughs> naughty and tantalizing no but it's it's you know ask for help and you need it yeah uh, my, my the reason I told the story about this person that I know and, and what they did is because they don't do that anymore I I had the conversation with them about what I do. And that's what they're doing now. And it's working for them. Mm-hmm. So honesty, man. Swallow that pride. Be honest. You need help. You got to ask for it. Yeah. You know, everybody assumes I'm busy. I am a lot. You know, I have a lot going on. You know, shows and different things. I was just in Colorado. Um, I do have gigs. I've got videos going on. You know, I've, I've got personal things. So, so everybody assumes that I've always got something cooking. Mm-hmm. So if yep. I don't tell them I got nothing cooking, they're not going to throw anybody my way. They're going to say, well, gee, we got this overflow, but we're not going to even bother Brian with it. Why? Because he's too busy to mess with this. No, not the case. Not now. Need that help. As, you know, when, as soon as they know that, they help me. Big Ron has been wonderful. He's sent me a lot of work. Um, just for example. A lot of overflow stuff that he, he can't do because he's doing other things. And that's because he knows I need it. You know, Wavy Davis sent me a lot of work because he knows I need it. Uh, Scott Thomas is in work. He knows I need it. My agent has mm-hmm. too. And and the cool thing about it is, and, and I don't know if I 
studied thing or or even related to this in the article, but this is not charity, okay? Mm-hmm. In fact, this you you you're asking for help from people for for this kind of stuff, and you should be grateful, of course. But if you're good, okay, you've done everyone a favor. You've done the DJ who sent you the referral or the job a favor because you've been a solid referral, okay? And you've done the client a favor because they didn't end up with some whack DJ. They got you. You're, you're, You're solid. You know what you're doing. So, yeah, you can say thank you, but but they'll say thank you in return. Because because it, it, it this isn't this is a two way street. Yeah, they helped right. you, but in turn you're really helping them too. For sure. So I know just a little sidetrack there, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's just who knew honesty. Yeah, <laughs> honesty gets you everywhere. Who who knew? And again, you guys can go check that out at distrackingnews.com slash paper and in uh, this month's article that Brian talked about that more in depth. That was a good, good article. Good article indeed. So does anybody have any questions about requests? Uh, let's see. I did an eighth birthday party and the guy's granddaughter complained that I didn't play anything she liked. Let me, I don't know if if this is even relevant to to that, but this has been my experience lately. At the very end of the night, when I'm wrapping up at midnight, and I have to be done, Mm -hmm. because that's when the venue is done, right? All of a sudden, the client, or someone very close to the client, has this song that they have to hear. Where were you five hours ago? Yep. Does do you get this? I have gotten that all summer, and what's ended up happening is it's been the bride and the groom that have, or one of the two that have come up there. So Saturday night, I was supposed to be done at eleven. It was actually you know eleven fifteen because then the bride came up and she goes, "Oh, John, I forgot I needed this song played. Can I do it?" And yeah, for for you, yes. And then yeah. the groom, hey buddy, I got one last I need, and then and then yes. I did one this summer where somebody asked for they, they had the bride had to have it. So so I played it. It was over, you know. And then there was another one. And I'm like, look, we, we gotta wrap this up. Oh, but you have to play this one. Yeah. So and, and and I mean they were like looking at me like I can't believe you're not gonna play the song. It's so important. So I've made it a point forty five minutes to a half an hour before I'm done with any event. I will go to the client. I will say, look, we're going to be wrapping this up real soon. Is there anything that I have not played that I need to play? Because I want to get it on for you. Right. So we don't miss anything. And they'll say, "Mm, no. Or they'll say, oh, yeah, do you have this thing? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Why didn't you give this to me in the paperwork? I don't know if I have it or not. Well, it's, yeah, we forgot. But, yeah, this would be a great one for you to play. And you have it, you play it, and you're fine. So that's how I've tried to, I guess, fend off that last minute, oh, my God, you must play it. Because it's not like it's just some random person asking for it. It's the client asking for it. Or the parents of the client or sister or somebody in the wedding party. It's like a heavy deal. So I try to fend them off that way. 
and that can that can work but i i really think because i had talked to ben um the group, what helps <laughs> yeah and and you know he was he had a he had enough to drink by the by that last two hours and i i would guarantee because he had he was good when we talked earlier and that probably just came to him moments before and it yeah. was a it was a, he was right it was a song that really needed to have its moment because the uh he and his brother did a, a cute little thing to it that mm-hmm. is going to be that family memory that they hold on to. Right. And but was, you were completely unaware of it until then. Exactly. No idea that that was coming. And it, it wasn't because of a lack of planning or what have you. It was just one of those things that they don't think about until they're in that drunken state. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll offer this. I mean, you said that they didn't know about it two hours previous. That's too early. Yeah. You got to hit them up with this stuff right before you're done. Yeah. yeah. You got to hit it half an hour. Half an hour would be a really good spot. Hey, about, yeah. I'm wrapping it up in a half hour. What haven't I played that I need to play? Is there anything else that you that just needs to be played tonight? Because I want to make sure I get it on for you. It may not 100% fend off the last minute bullshit, but it will definitely help. Uh, it's 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 a deterrent anyway. And if anybody says to you in the halls, like turning the lights on or whatever. And, and telling you to get out and security's going nuts, you know, at least you can say, Hey, look, I asked you mm-hmm. about this a half an hour ago. Yeah. You know, cause you at least have that. So uh, I have some thoughts. Um, Michael, I mentioned YouTube. Um, I haven't had any problem with YouTube at weddings at all, but boy, high schools, especially if it's a, uh, a more of a, a, yeah, we do kind of rural, country schools where half the kids are farm kids type of thing. But when we head down towards a more of a, more of an urban uh, environment or suburban environment, I should say, um, those kids are wanting a specific version of a certain song that's only available on YouTube and you're only going to find it on YouTube. And it's interesting because they, it's like, Hey, I don't have that version, but I do have another remix of it. And it's they, these kids know exactly which version they want and they don't want any other version of the song. And, and in one particular case, I don't remember what the song was, and it's like, here's what I have. Here's the the album version, and here's the remix version that came with our music service. And he's like, yeah, neither of these have have the beat that I'm looking for. Yeah. Yay, yay YouTube! You know that that has introduced a new dynamic into our uh, into our musical realm that just makes it really difficult to uh, to work with. Yeah. Yeah, it's getting more and more fun in that regard. But I understand wanting a specific remix of something. Um, I've blown it several times where I played the wrong mix for people, but they didn't specify what they really wanted. And come to find out later, it was, you know, wow, that's why they didn't come out and dance to that mm-hmm. song they asked for. Yeah. yeah somebody, in the, somebody in the room is asking, uh, that's a really good question, actually. I don't even know if I have the answer to it, but it was a good question. Uh, let me go back here. Okay. What's the best way to handle people who come up and say, we are getting ready to leave. Can you play this request? <laughs> I, I let me tell you how many times I've heard that. Oh yeah, my god! So let's let's give them the nice lot. guy. Yeah, give them the nice guy answer, Brian. How would you give them that nice guy answer? Uh, the nice guy answer to that one is, oh, man, you know what? Let me see. I I can't promise you anything, but let me see what I can do for you. And and that is not a lie. That is honesty. I cannot promise them anything, but let me see what I can do. Stranger things have happened, where. <laughs> they're leaving in 10 minutes or 15 minutes or whatever. And I find myself at the end of a set or trying to start something else or wanting to just throw something out there from left field. 
and you know, by gosh, that song they asked for is going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it happened nine times out of ten. That's not the case. But. And from uh, well, if you're a club DJ, especially if you're leaving, I have nothing for you mm. because you are no longer. Yep. This to 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 the person who hired me. If you're leaving, you you are a dead commodity. So just go. You can still say, "Hey, look, I can't promise you anything, but I'll see what I can do." Mm-hmm. You can still say that, but yeah. And th- there have been times on the flip side of things where I've seen people say, "Look, we're going to be taken off in about 15 minutes." Um. You know, we were kind of waiting for this track. If you could play it, that would be wonderful. And then I happened to work it in. And they really respond well to it. Mm-hmm. The, the person who asked for it and the audience as well. And then I start building off of that song. Well, now they can't leave. <laughs> See if you can. Now, now they're staying. So that does happen. I, I think that happens more often than you think. So I guess when I'm programming music for an audience, those are the kind of tightropes I feel like I'm always walking. Yeah. I'm not just thinking about, you know, I talk about the musical journey, of course, but, but I'm also thinking about, wow, you know, I know for a fact that if I play the wrong song right now, people are going to go, Oh, what time is it? <laughs> we leave now. Yep. We can save, you know, $25 with babysitter if we leave right now. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it all hangs in the balance uh, of, of the next track, the success of the evening. If you can keep them around, wonderful. And, and I do try to do that. Although I, I do have, you know, it's not about me. Uh, by the way, when I'm performing at these events, it's it's not my ego at all about you know what I'm playing, or any of that. It, it, some people may think it is, but it's totally not. It, it's really all about trying to keep that balance out there, trying to keep people in that weird euphoric zone where they're just dancing and having fun, and not thinking about what time it is. Um, and and again, if I know if I play the wrong track, and I've done it, I've done this at gigs. Or I, I'm going to try this. I don't know if it's going to work, but I'm going to try it. And I throw it on, and by gosh, it just was not the right choice. Nobody in the room knows what just happened. The, the client doesn't know what happened. Mm-hmm. But I'll watch five, six people walk out the door. Like, God damn it. If I would have done this other route I was considering, yep. they would have stayed. I know they would have stayed. Yeah, and it, oh. as we as we're getting close to Halloween, there's a local bar here that we play, and it, we know that there's this group that comes in on a party bus and they leave at a specific time around ten thirty is their time because yeah. they want to be to another bar by eleven, and it always becomes a challenge to see because at at ten thirty their driver their sober driver starts working their way to the door, and it's come on and it's like how long can I keep them here. Yeah, playing a really, can I make it miss the bus? Yeah, can I can I keep that? Can I can I get it all the way? And, and probably the so I think last year I made it to ten ten to eleven. Like the first year or two that they were there, is I was taking requests during that time frame and just doing b bouncing back and forth. And 
I did something to clear the floor and they just went continue right out at, you know, 1035. So it was like, oh, that's what it was. And then the next year when it came, it's like, I would continue to play the music because they were dancing. And it's like, oh, wait, they will stay longer if they're dancing and they're basically completely forgetting about what, where they're supposed to be going next. Yeah. So I got him to 10 too, because then the driver came back in. We'll never make it in time. A few people don't get in a bus. Right, and yeah. some people just don't give a shit and they're just standing like yeah exactly I, it's like yeah. well the bar here that i am performing at is making money off your drink at the drinks i'm okay with it we get it a lot with some of these remote barn gigs mm. where there's not really parking or even at events where there there's going to be heavy drinking and there are hotels they'll hire a shuttle bus so the the bus will come at 10 at 10 30 at 11 and 11 30. And then at midnight or, or even 12.30, you know, or however it is, it come in increments of 45 minutes, half hour, whatever it is. Um, when that happens, my challenge is, is just just make it standing room only on that last bus. Mm. You know, or, or they're hanging on the back bumper or, yep. or hanging off, off the, the side like an old school San Francisco, you know, cable car. The cable car, yeah. Because I want to just try to keep everybody there as long as I can. Yeah, where, where it just screws up the whole transportation service because it was planned poorly anyway. <laughs> so, you know, I don't want anybody leaving a 10, you know, unless grandma's got to take her pill or something, you know, go ahead. But, uh, you know, otherwise I want to keep them around as long as I can. Absolutely. And, and, and I'll say this too, as a young DJ, when I was working for other people, uh, we went to like one, one thirty in the morning, sometimes two in the morning for weddings. That was not unusual back then. Mm -hmm. Now it's pretty much always midnight. Yeah. You know, that's the latest you go. If it goes to one, it's really weird, you know, and it happens once in a while. I go to one o'clock. Um, got so good at just kind of knowing how to keep people around. Also learned how to get people the hell out of there. Mm -hmm. So you, you, you kind of knew, you know what? I'm going to kill it now and play the slow set. It's the wrong time to play it, but I'm going to wake people up. They're going to get their watches and get the hell out of here. <laughs> and, and sometimes we would just like leave an hour early, you know? Yeah. Well, it died. It's time to go. Yeah. It's time to hit so, the road. You can do it both ways. You know, mm -hmm. now I, it's just the challenge. You want to keep them around, of course, but, but yeah, back then, you know, just, you, you, you've caught the general um, structure of it. How to make them stay, how to make them leave. So depending on what you want to do, that's what you program for. Yeah, depending upon it. It's become a science to a point with what uh, what a person can yeah. do musically. There's so many people in, in this industry who are really into sound and they're really into lighting and they're really into cable management and and emceeing. They're into being wedding planners they're really into weddings and I see these guys, they love weddings. Like, Oh my God, I love weddings. Mm -hmm. And at first I thought they were kidding. Like think you can't really love weddings, but I think these guys really do. They love weddings oh, yeah. and they want to be a part of it. And they're really interested in what this bride and groom are doing. And I don't care. <laughs> I, I never have, I've, I've never made any kind of uh, uh, statement contrary to that. I don't care. I like DJing for a, a wide variety of people in the same room. It's a challenge to me. Weddings are that vessel that allow me to do it. Sure. Um, but where was I going with that? 
God, where was I going with that? Oh, I remember. It's because I love music. And a lot of people aren't really that into it mm -hmm. and don't really understand it as well or the psychology behind some of this stuff as well. I made a post yesterday, maybe, and, and I was asking people, what's your favorite surprise flashback? I saw that, yep. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, a lot of people had some good ones. But some of them were like, that's not a surprise flashback song. That's that's a couple of them that I was seeing because obviously you don't see everything when you're just scrolling through, and a couple of them were like, "Well, that I wouldn't have put that as a surprise song at all." Well, what I, when I say surprise flashback, let me just just try to qualify this. What I'm talking about is a song that nobody's asked for, but when you play it, you get a fantastic response because everybody knows it, but they kind of forgot about it. Yeah. That's a surprise flashback song. But in the comment section, people were saying things like, well, you know, they've been asking for Looking Glass uh, Brandy a lot lately. Mm -hmm. that's, yeah. that, that, that's just a recycled track that came back around because of Guardians of the Galaxy. That's, that's not surprising anyone. They almost expect it. Or, um, oh, yeah, well, I... You know, even like, you know, some people who I just expected more from, you know, were, were saying things like YMCA village people. No, <laughs> this is wedding fair. Mm -hmm. This is standard stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's not the. They're not into it. I mean, some are though. And, and I think it's, it's very rare. If I do a video or a post on a flashy, flashy light or a, piece of hardware for DJs or whatever, man, I get fantastic likes and, and comments and shares. If I do a post or a video just on music or some, uh, even something that I think is like really cool music wise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. They don't, they don't care You're about the light that guy. You're the light it's guy. just, it's just strange to me that the DJs aren't into music. I just am a music geek. That's mm. that's why I'm here. I'm here for the music. And the lights just come on the side. Yeah, the the lights and the sound system and and the cable management and 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 uh, the bride and groom and all of that crap is is just stuff that I have to deal with while I'm into the music. Oh, and, and when I'm at an event, I mean, John, I'm sure you can relate to this. When I'm at an event, very rarely am I playing my favorite song. Yeah. You know, I, once in a while I do, but very yeah, rarely. If we get lucky and we could drop it in. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I love seeing reactions from people to music I play. I'm pretty good at programming. There's a reason I'm playing Yacht Rock Radio in the garage. Uh, mm -hmm. It's because it calms me down, but anybody who walks in the door can deal with it. Yeah, and that's a good thing. That's. Did I tell you about when my siblings were in town? No, I don't think we talked musically connecting with that. Well, well... It's it's been this thing, just backstory this summer with 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 my father uh, passing and trying to get mom sorted out, mm -hmm. and and uh, we got to the uh, well. Mom and I did most of the work, and we had some help from from Blanca and some others. But my siblings come to town and, and try to help. My my sister and my brother happened to be in town on the same night. Just they crossed. One was coming while the other one was going. And we finally had like the main shop pretty much handled, wired and cleaned up. And you could, you could like, and it's kind of cool in there, John. You, you, you can chill out in there. 
it's fun to chill out in there. Even when it's hot out, you open both doors, you get a nice breeze. Um, but but I had my LD systems now if I go in there. And I put on Yacht Rock Radio, and I didn't even, I don't know, turn it up a little more than I normally would, I guess. And so you got my mother, who's 77 years old, and, and she likes everything from the Bee Gees to, to Maroon 5 to Kelly Clarkston to... You know, whatever she's she likes all kinds of things. Uh, my my sister and her husband, I think, are more anything conservative. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is, but as long as it's non-threatening, they're okay with it. Mm-hmm. My brother is a rock guy. He's a rock and roll. I mean, full blast, uh, bang your head kind of rock and roll guy. But for some reason, yacht rock made everybody happy. Sure. Like mom was happy because she was hearing pop that she knew. My sister and her husband were singing along to almost every song that was being played. And my brother was like, this is all right. I like this, you know, because he was hearing stuff that he did like. Mm-hmm. You know, he was hearing the kind of softer Eddie Money track or whatever. It wasn't so, you know, it wasn't like I was playing country, right. you know. Uh, but if someone was there who enjoyed country, they would have been okay with it. Yeah, exactly. Because there's, there, there's a lot of... You know, England Dan and things like that being played. That's music programming for a mixed audience. Mm, yes. Putting that station on uh, was that middle ground. That would be really hard to reach with almost anything else. It's like, what can you play that would satisfy everybody here? It would be this. Mm-hmm. And not only did they not complain, but they enjoyed it. You could play several things, I guess, where people would just be indifferent to it. But people were really actually enjoying this. So, I don't know. It's all about music programming, understanding how people respond to music, why they do it, um, you know, what what you can do to bridge musical tastes in a mixed crowd. You play one song to make everybody happy. Wow, how do you do that? There are ways. You just have to know the songs. You have to know your audience. and You have to know how to program. Yeah, That's what music people do. For sure. And, 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 yeah, and setting... As you say, programming, <clears throat> excuse me, setting up songs so that you will have that that kind of homogeneous co- crowd response to a particular track. I like how you say homogeneous. Yes. It's cool. It's a bit like, what else What else did you say that was just very Minnesota? What I you don't saying? know. Everything. That was funny. Do people laugh at me? Karaoke. That's what it yeah, was. Yeah, karaoke. Kar- karaoke and karaoke. homogeneous? All right, I love it. And I am so sorry. I'm I think I'm overtired. I don't mean to <laughs> run my mouth like this. Oh, that's quite all right. I, I know when I'm doing it. Don't don't think I don't. I, I know when I'm doing it. So yeah. I apologize. Well, we're gonna wrap things up. We are at our we are back to our hour here. So thank you guys for being with us. I know a lot of you are headed off to to bed already. So but I appreciate you being with us a little later tonight. And um if you thanks for the likes. Yeah, we got the comments. The different comments, good chat board, and the the votes on the uh, Facebook. Thank you guys for doing that for us. We're going to be doing that uh, pretty much every uh, every night. I want to do that a time or two because we want to get a feel again for which night of the week is going to be the best for doing some more elaborate live streams here as we go into the fall. Have we ever asked anybody to share this YouTube link on Facebook? I don't think we have. I, mean, I don't but think I we really think we said should. specifically talked about that, but yeah, we should probably. If you t- like the show, copy this link. Paste on your Facebook page and share it with your friends. Yeah, yeah, that we we yeah we've really never I guess never 
talked about that too terribly much. If you thought the show sucked, please don't do that. Yeah. Well, you could share it with your friends and say, look at these two nitwits and what they're doing for an hour. I don't know what talking about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, well, thank be, you, John. Wouldn't be, wouldn't thank be you. Thank so. you. I appreciate uh, so, everything yeah. you do. Yeah, good good chat tonight. Thank you guys for being with us. And we will see you, um, well, tomorrow night. We've got a couple of things going on live again. So we'll see you then. Good night, everyone. Uh-huh.